Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. All right, today's a big old Saturday, folks. Uh, NFL.com or their YouTube page, whatever, however you find it, uh, they posted their week six win percentage and probability and all that stuff. So we're going to go through that, see what the machines are saying, compare that to our picks, uh, the six picks that we made yesterday on the show. And uh, do we have a bonus pick this week? Did we make a bonus pick? I think we did. We took the Bengals again this week. So Bengals coming up clutch with our bonus pick again, and we'll see uh, if the machines agree with us because they agreed last week with the Bengals plus three. They lose by three, but the machines were like, yeah, that was a solid pick. You know, that was, you know, on the right side, and uh, we'll see if they agree as well this week of all our other picks, including the Bengals pick. So we'll walk through that. We'll also set some bars as well. Uh, we did this last week. Um, you know, putting some bars on some struggling teams and players of what we wanted to see from them that week to see if we can buy them heading into the next week. And our bars were Baker Mayfield. He hit every single bar that we hit. Completion percentage, yards, touchdown to interception ratio, all that was fantastic. We're buying into Baker Mayfield heading into this week where everybody in the national media is falling off that Browns team. Um, we tweeted about it yesterday. Um, and uh, if you want to read that, that's on our Twitter page. Um, but uh, basically saying that we're we're a week at a week or two weeks ahead of the national media's narratives uh, because we go so in depth here every single day. But we digress. Um, and then we set a bar on the Steelers' offense, not yards-wise because we like their yards, um, but point totals. And they hit that point total. They won the game because of it. Bingo, bango. We're buying the Steelers team coming into this week. We're doubling down, uh, picking the Steelers this week, swallowing the points, and saying that we are going to be kind of right ahead of the national media on the Steelers team. So big pressure on us with the Steelers uh, winning this week against Seattle, but we think they pull through. And then we set a bar for the Saints offense where it was uh, we wanted to see Jameis Winston throw more than 280 yards. He had 279. We gave him a check for that. And then we wanted to see eight targets to Marcus Calloway, and he had eight targets right on the money. So bingo, bingo. So every team and player that we had a bar for, they had that bar. They hit the bar. So we're buying all those teams coming into this week. But there are some other struggling teams and players that uh, are struggling, and we want to see if we can buy them heading into next week to see if they do it this week. So we'll set the bars again. And we have to watch Davis Mills because he's kind of the forgotten rookie quarterback here. Nobody really talks about him. They ever, they all glaze over Davis Mills, and he had his best performance as a quarterback last week. And uh, shame on us for not breaking him down when Wednesday during our Wednesday film study, but we have uh, time today in the show, so we will watch Davis Mills from last week against the Patriots. Alrighty, enough talking about what we're going to do. Let's just jump right into it. And let's talk about some news real quick before we get into all that great action that we just outlined for y'all. But uh, right here, Pete Carroll uh, just put quarterback Russell Wilson on IR, which we thought was, uh, which we didn't really even think about. Uh, we thought he would be back by week eight. Everybody was kind of saying week 10, uh, but we kind of were seeing, we just talked about it yesterday on the show of Russell Wilson kind of being in practice and going through drills, not taking away the first team reps away from Geno Smith, but just practicing in kind of the warm up drills and all that. 
uh, leading by example, what we which we loved to see. But they do officially put Russell Wilson on IR yesterday, so he is out for three games minimum. So the earliest he can return will be Week Ten. So uh, everybody was saying Week Ten, and now it is Week Ten. Also, Chris Carson was placed on IR as well with Russell Wilson. So both those players will be eligible to play again in Week Ten. So it's going to be tough for Geno Smith out here not having Chris Carson as well. So not really a great running game. And now you got Geno Smith, a backup, having to a little bit more on his plate this week. So uh, we wish Geno Smith success, but uh, they're facing the Steelers, and we think this is going to be a breakout game for Pittsburgh to get them really back on course, back on track. Uh, so unfortunate for Geno Smith. Going to be, I think it's going to be a long night here. They got Sunday night football coming up tomorrow. Cannot wait for that game. So Russell Wilson, Chris Carson for the Seahawks on IR will be back week 10. All right, now just some outs here. Players that will not be playing tomorrow. We got Nick Chubb. Ooh, and that Browns-Cardinals game is filled with inactives and potential inactives heading into game time decisions and all that. So Cardinals getting the three, three and a half points, whatever you locked it in at, that is still great value because both sides, both teams will be missing major players right here. So Nick Chubb running back here for this Browns team is out tomorrow, which is such a pity. We love watching Nick Chubb runs best tandem running back duo in the league with the Browns of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt um, and it's just unfortunate that Nick Chubb unfortunately will not be playing tomorrow so Baker Mayfield's gonna have to step it up a little bit more which we believe in we saw him get it done last week you know it was like 70% completion percentage I think I've got it up let me uh it's in my tweet that I sent out yesterday, folks. I was I, I went on a little bit of a rant yesterday, folks. I, um, everybody was knocking Baker Mayfield this week, and we just don't get it. And that's why we were saying we're a week, and a week or two weeks ahead of what the national media is because we had concerns about Baker Mayfield two weeks ago when he threw 50% or no, 47% completion percentage. And then the following week, it was 61% completion percentage, which we don't really even like 61. So we were like, wow, this man is struggling here two weeks in a row. That's why we set the bar, and he got it and everybody wants to jump ship on this Browns team after they just lost putting up 42 points what sense does that make folks what sense does that make if you put up 40 or more points you basically win the game and there was a stat here I forgot to save the tweet I apologize but there was a stat where it's like uh, teams that uh, you know don't turn the ball over and put up more than 40 points a game have like a winning record of like 50 and 0 and this was like the first time that's ever happened here so everybody wants to knock Baker Mayfield for that because the defense, everybody loved talking about this Browns defense, uh, but it gave up 47 points. And y'all put the blame on Baker Mayfield? What is that? After he threw 71% completion percentage, 305 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's what y'all are going to clown Baker Mayfield on and say he can't win a Super Bowl? What is that nonsense? Uh, so it kind of seemed to us that this national media narrative was like two weeks behind, still talking about kind of like that 45% completion percentage game, that 61% completion percentage game where they were barely putting up points, but now they did it against the Chargers and everybody, you know, bolsters up the Chargers. Justin Herbert's so great, but he went toe-to-toe -to -toe and lost by five points because the fourth quarter was wonky as heck. Because the defense gave up like 26 points by the Chargers in the fourth quarter and they put the blame on Baker Mayfield. We don't get it.
Um, so we're good. We're buying this Browns team heading into this week against the Cardinals. It's still going to be a good game. We just have the Cardinals. We're getting three points. That's still great value. I mean, it's just going to be unfortunate here because Baker Mayfield may lose this game. It's still a potential. I mean, the Cardinals are the best team in the league. And if the Browns lose, it's going to be, oh, we told y'all, we told y'all, Baker Mayfield can't get it done. It's like they're going against some of the best teams here and are competitive. I mean, we're not saying that Baker Mayfield's, uh, you know, an A1 tier one quarterback. We've never said that. We've always had him classified as an above average game managing quarterback. Needs a little bit of weapons around him to get it done, but he can lead you to the Super Bowl if you have the weapons around him. And this Browns team, Newsflash, has all the weapons around him. Uh, coaching wise, defense wise, offense uh, weapons wise, it's all over the place. So I don't get what why the national media is now attacking Baker Mayfield and this Browns team. We don't get it. Uh, so not having Nick Chubb, truly unfortunate here. And we'll see if uh, Baker Mayfield can step up here and be a little bit better than uh, what he's been showing here this week. Because if he doesn't, the media's right on his ass. And uh, we'll come out and try to defend him if he shows out good here. Uh, but we'll see. So Nick Chubb out there for the Browns. We get Curtis Samuel also out for the Panthers. So we got Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey out. So now Sam Darnold going to have to step it up again. And y'all been telling me Sam Darnold's great. So let's see it. Because we haven't seen it. Um, the national media is so crazy. The national media is big on Sam Darnold after his trash performances against good teams, and then they're canceling Baker Mayfield after he just went toe to toe with the Chargers and Justin Herbert and put up a real good performance and just got outscored by five points. Unfortunate after putting up 42 points. So I just don't understand the logic. I don't understand the thinking. Once again, kind of the national media is a little bit beholden to the clicks and the views. So they say, uh, you know, they bring up kind of the the big names and then they slander them a little bit just to get the clicks and views we don't have to do, do, do that over we don't have to do that over here we're not worried about the views we're not worried about the sponsorships we do this because we love doing this um so i just don't get it y'all love sam darnold but hate baker mayfield what sense does that make folks it makes no sense sam darnold's He's so trash, folks. The man is so trash. He can't even win without Chris McCaffrey, who's the best, best dual threat running back that there is maybe in NFL history. That's what makes Sam Donald good. <laughs> okay. All right. The man threw 61% completion percentage. That's his best career, uh, his best single season completion percentage, 61%. Y'all think that's good? <laughs> <laughs> the man threw 50% completion percentage in the season twice, folks. It's absolute trash. It's absolute trash. But we let y'all do y'all. We don't we don't care what y'all do. We we this is why we do takes by fans because we see what everybody's saying and you know we say it compared to what we're saying and all that. But y'all go and love Sam Darnold. If that's your prerogatives, that's fine. We've got no problem with that. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be out for the Ravens. Um, not the biggest out. Um, he came out hot in the scene. Like the first one or two games, he was really balling out, and we were ecstatic about that. But he's kind of just uh, been a little uh, overshadowed here, uh, you know, utilizing Mark Andrews a little bit more. Marquise Hollywood Brown able to catch the deep ball. So Sammy Watkins kind of falling into the background a little bit. So this isn't going to be the biggest out for uh, the Ravens here, but still, you know, you know, it's a weapon. So, uh, no Sammy Watkins for the Ravens. Xavier Howard and Devontae Parker both out for the Dolphins. Truly unfortunate. Devontae Parker, once again, I mean, it's such a pity, man. This man is such a good, good, I would say great, but the reason why we can't say great is because he's always injured. The man is always out, but this man has the had the potential. I think it's truly over now, truly unfortunate, but uh, Devontae Parker really had the potential to be an A1 Tier 1 wide receiver in this league. I would kind of... 
I if he stayed healthy and you know he was getting maybe a little bit of a uh, more consistent of a quarterback, you know, going through Ryan Tannehill and to uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick and all that. Um, also kind of hindered his success a little bit. But um, Devontae Parker really could have been in that same category of Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins, um, but he can't stay healthy. Truly a pity there. So once again, Devontae Parker, unreliable, out, and Xavier Howard is out as well. So the defense going to be a little bit lackluster for the Dolphins, um, but they are over in London with an Urban Meyer coach team. So I don't think we're going to need Xavier Howard this week for the Dolphins, but you know, obviously he's the best defender on the Dolphins, and uh, you just got that big contract and all that. So missing a game here in London. London, unfortunate. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship out for the Colts, which may be a good thing because the man just missed all those kicks last week. One blocked, one missed in the fourth quarter to basically win the game. So, uh, yeah, the Colts, you should just keep going for it. Don't even try and kick the field goal. Let Carson Wentz do his thing. This is a must-win game for the Colts. No kicker. I wouldn't even attempt to kick then. I'm just going for it on fourth down with my quarterbacks, and I'm believing in my offense. So, no Rodrigo Blankenship for the Colts. No Chris McCaffrey, like we said. No Chris Carson. He went on IR with Russell Wilson. Um, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay are both out for the Giants. So good luck with this Giant team. Daniel Jones is good to go, which is great to see. Glad that he's cleared that concussion protocol. Real bad, bad concussion there um, last week against the Cowboys. Real unsettling to see him kind of almost uh, uh, kind of fall as he's getting up. Uh, real not great there. But I'm glad that he's healthy now and uh, he should be playing this week. I would have taken a week off, but the man wants to be out there let him be out there so not having the running game not having Kenny Galladay so gonna have to focus on Kadarius Tony a little bit more and once again this Giants offense wasn't even good at full strength and now they're missing two real key pieces here with still a little bit of a dinged up Daniel Jones maybe he thinks uh, twice about running the ball and that was kind of a part of the Giants offense and a part of Daniel Jones's game which is running the ball which he's really really good at it's kind of a slept on a uh, slept on ability of Daniel Jones uh, so can't believe in the Giants offense this week. And then just Juju Smith-Schuster out for the Steelers. So, you know, we know they got great pieces. You know, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. So Juju Smith-Schuster being out obviously is not great. But when we look at what the other offense offensive side of the Seahawks will be doing, you know, it's not going to be the big thing over there because uh, the, the, the Seahawks are missing their actual quarterback and their number one running back, and the Steelers are just missing maybe. Is Juju Smith-Schuster their number one receiver? Maybe, but their number two, three, and four are still as good as Juju Smith-Schuster. So I don't think this is a big concern for the Steelers, and we still like them. Minus five, minus five and a half, whatever you've got it locked in at. No Juju for the Steelers, but uh, we don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. So those are the big outs this week, and we'll see how all these teams and players react, especially Sam Darnold. He's really going to be under a microscope, and once we get to that segment of setting a bar of what we need to see, Sam Darnold is going to be on our bar list this week. We must see some something great out of him this week to uh, make us buy into him a little bit more heading into next week in the Panthers team as a whole. So we'll see what that bar is once we get to that segment. But those are the current outs here for week six. And then, uh, like we said here, Daniel Jones is not on the final injury report, so he's officially cleared. And uh, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay out. Uh, offensive tackle Andrew Thomas and Kadarius Tony are questionable. And we just saw Kadarius Tony explode onto the scene. And this is great because he's really only been featured over the last two weeks. So his emergence here and getting better, you know, from uh, week four and week five 
potential big game six. Hard to kind of outdo what he did last week, which was 180 plus yards. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Devontae Adams just had a 200-yard game. Was that last week as well? Um, really wide receivers coming out and just getting it done for their teams here. So we'll see if Kadarius Tony's good to go, but I wouldn't probably expect a 180-yard game, but still a solid performance out of him. And once again, it's going to be up to Jason Garrett to get this offense going early, 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 early. Please, Jason Garrett. I mean, we're, we've literally got no buyability and believability in Jason Garrett anymore, the offensive coordinator for the uh, Giants. Truly unfortunate. Uh, you got to make that switch, I would say, but uh, we'll see. Maybe he can salvage something. I doubt it, but uh, so Giants are going to be lackluster this week, we believe. All right, and this is what we're talking about. Lots of potential game time decisions, questionables here for the Cardinals and the Browns. Look at all these people on kind of the injury report. Look at all these questionable people here for the Cardinals. So the first one, well, let's talk about the outs first. Their offensive lineman and linebacker. Tanner Vallejo and Rodney Hudson are both out. So on the line, the rushing game protecting Kyler Murray going to be a little bit more lackluster in all these questionables. Uh, offensive lineman Calvin Beecham, running back Chase Edmonds, who they've got kind of a uh, running back by committee with Chase Edmonds and James Conner. So you're missing kind of one half of a tandem. It's going to be all up to James Conner with a potentially not great line. So the running game here for the Cardinals could be a little bit suspect here. Uh, linebacker Jordan Hicks questionable uh, cornerbacks Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson both questionable and Daryl Daniels nope He's not questionable, but uh, uh, he was on the injury report, but he was a full participant. So DeAndre Hopkins, a full participant as well. There was a little bit of uh, question marks early on in the week, whether he's good to go or not. So just the offensive line and a little bit of their couple of defensive pieces are going to be out, and we'll see if they're able to still win and be competitive in this game. But luckily for the Cardinals, the Browns have the, kind of the same luck here. Nick Chubb, running back and linebacker Malcolm Smith for the Browns are both officially out with all these questionables. Jadavion Clown tackled Jack Conklin, defensive edge rusher Miles Garrett. So not having any pressure on Kyler Murray there? Jeez, jeez, potentially, potentially. A.J. Green is out. They have him listed as cornerback. They got an A.J. Green cornerback and an A.J. Or no, that's uh, Cardinals. My apologies. So yeah, A.J. Green, the cornerback right there for the Browns. Questionable. Kareem Hunt, questionable. Uh, Greg Newsom, their rookie cornerback, questionable. Denzel Ward, questionable. Uh, Malik Jackson, questionable. So Big, big potential question. Or no, not Malik Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm going one row deep here. Uh, he is good to go. He was a limited participant in practice, but not questionable. He is good to go. But a lot of question marks here for both these teams. And we get the Cardinals plus three. I think we've got to take that here. So we'll uh, talk about this game a little bit more in depth when we get to that segment of looking at what NFL.com is predicting. But, uh, yeah, big potential outs here for both these teams. And uh, the Cardinals did have a little bit of an outbreak with COVID. Uh, so their head coach unfortunately is not going to be there and he calls the plays Cliff Kingsbury so yeah maybe we do fade the Cardinals plus three a little bit but at the end of the day this is why we love the Cardinals so we're not going to be fading the Cardinals and still taking that plus three it's our it's our official pick in our 99% guarantee section Cardinals plus three and we're still going to stick with that because this Cardinals team every single week has found ways to win games that's why we have them as number one in our power rankings folks 
uh, basically, I think, right off the rip. Where they, I think we had Rams for weeks one and two, and then when the Cardinals beat them, we moved them up to one, and they've been one ever since. But they found ways to win games being down, and I think that is so big. We can all fall in love with the Bills of them blowing out teams every single week. That is still good, folks. We're not saying that's bad, but when it comes to a close game, will the Bills be able to pull it out? Because you have to... W you have to uh, kind of win situationally, and if you don't have those situations under your belt, the first or second time they arise, you're a little, not kind of caught off guard, but it's just unfamiliar territory, so, you know, are you a little conservative in your play calling, um, and that's why you lose the game, and then you shore that up, so the next time you're in a close game, you're a little bit more aggressive, so you're able to win the game. The Cardinals already have that uh, figured out because they've come back from behind and got off to strong starts and not committed a turnover and won defensively, so I still think this Cardinals team can find a way to win here, and we get plus three points. We've got to take that value. We are still rocking with the Cardinals here, plus three, even though they've got a lot of potential outs and a lot of uh, coaching staff members on the COVID-19 list. Uh, the NFL isn't considering any changes to the Cardinals-Brown games. Uh, this Cardinals team is 100% vaccinated, so that was kind of the 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 narrative in the offseason. Hey, the NFL's like, we're not going to postpone any games uh, really for COVID if you're unvaccinated, but if you're 100% vaccinated and we may be able to move around the game here and there uh, to potentially accommodate for that so they're not planning on doing that they're gonna still play the game Sunday which I still believe is the right decision uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, you know Cliff Kingsbury's not gonna be there also, they are under enhanced mitigation protocols because they reach a threshold of COVID positives. So all players and staff for the Cardinals, regardless of vaccination status, are COVID tested every single day. Still a couple more rounds of tests before Sunday's kickoff, which is an afternoon game as well. So... Um, We'll see what happens in this game. We'll see what happens at game time. But we are still feeling confident with our pick of Cardinals plus three. We are still going to be betting that this week, folks. Alrighty, so those are all kind of the major news, ins and outs quickly here that we've got. So we've got a couple of things we want to look at today. And the first one is going to be looking at Davis Mills. Uh, we kind of overlooked this a little bit in our Wednesday film study. Uh, and we just took the Texans plus 10. So let's do our due diligence a little bit here and break down Davis Mills. Because we just saw Davis Mills have the best performance of his career last week. And it was against the Bill Belichick-led defense. Pretty solid. I mean, when we look at a stat line, this is exactly what we really want to see. 21 of 29, only 8 completions. Loved it. 312 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he did not fumble either. So absolutely fantastic there. Really good game-managing game, uh, which gives us hope and belief, ability, and bet ability in this Texans team because we believe in this Texans coaching staff. We say it all the time. David Culley, the head coach, absolutely fantastic of how he's handling the season. And we just saw Davis Mills, a rookie quarterback, have his best game. So we're buying into this Texans team plus the 10 versus the Colts once again. I mean, no Rodrigo Blankenship, no kicker there. T.Y. Hilton's first game back, potential wonkiness pursuing here. And this Texans team is sound, folks. They are so overlooked. That gives us confidence taking the Texans plus 10. 
Uh, but let's see. Should we be concerned on Davis Mills? Is this a turning point on Davis Mills? Or is this just a one-game fluke game? Everything was open. Circus catches. Nothing to do with Davis Mills. So we've got his best throws from week three. But then we've also got every uh, incompletion queued up as well. So we can get a nice, decent picture of what we're expecting out of Davis Mills. And if we have to make a last-second adjustment to our pick. So let's find out. Can Davis Mills play quarterback, folks? The forgotten rookie here. Everybody talks about Trevor Lawrence and um, uh, Mac Jones and Trey Lance and obviously Justin Fields. But Davis Mills, when did he go in the draft? He didn't go first round. Uh, let me get this up really quickly. I think I can bring it up like this. Here we go. When did he get drafted? He was the third round quarterback. So not obviously one of the most high profiled, but with the Tyrod Taylor being on IR, the man had to kind of play a little bit uh, before he was truly ready. And uh, this is why we're starting to get the the learning curve here by Davis Mills. And, you know, we talked about it the first couple of games. It was looking really bad. They were not moving the ball. They couldn't put up any points. But then, like we said last week, an emergence of Davis Mills. So let's see if this is a rookie quarterback that's in contention to be kind of you know, in you know, competing as one of the best quarterbacks of their draft class right here. So uh, let's see what Davis Mills can do here. Here we go. The highlights, the best throws, and then we'll get into the incompletions and see if they're his fault or not. But here we go. Best throws. First one up here. We get a fourth and two. Ooh, oh, look at this. Confident. Confident on fourth and two. It's a one-on-one -on -one matchup on the left side of the field. And it's just a slant route because all they're doing is just picking up the first down. And look at this throw. Anticipation. The man threw this one before the wide receiver broke his route. And that's exactly what professionals, uh, veteran quarterbacks do in this league. So right here on fourth and two. Ooh, ooh okay. You didn't have to stunt on us like that early on, Davis Mills. I love it. Fantastic completion. First down. Moving the ball. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Davis Mills. All right. Here we go. Third and one in the red zone. Plenty of time to throw in. Oh, what a strike. What a strike. And he's throwing this ball so confidently. Just watch his drop back and his delivery. This is confidence right here, folks. Trey, um, yeah, Trey, uh, yeah, Trey Lance does not play with this much confidence in the pocket, folks. We've watched Trey Lance these last two weeks, and we're not buying him quite yet. Davis Mills, look at this. A Great throw on point uh, into the end zone right there over the linebackers. Oh, my gosh. On third and one, two, going for it all. What a throw. What a throw. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're taking the plus 10 all day long, folks. We can stop the film here. We've seen enough. Two plays. We've seen enough of Davis Mills. All right, here we go. Tie game 6-6. Six, six. Rolling out to the right, throwing it very well right there on the right sideline. Picks up eight yards. We get a third and two here. I believe same drive, third and two. Here we go. Davis Mills throwing on the run and... Ooh, okay, wow, okay, and this goes big, okay, trusting your wide receivers. We know they got some real solid talent here at the wide receiver position. Uh, Chris Connolly, Brandon Cooks, uh, Jordan Aikens, so, and uh, I also believe they got one other... Um, uh, one other real good tie, uh, wide receiver that maybe did not play or didn't catch a ball. Are we talking about Brandon Cooks? We might be talking about Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I think we're talking about Brandon Cooks. So, yeah, they got some nice talent over here. And uh, he just throws this one up a little bit. This is a little dangerous throw, but you're trusting your guys. We talk about that all the time. And look at that nice 50-50 ball kind of right on the money. Uh, this is a good, great throw because it was complete, because it went for a touchdown. Go, you know, throwing this ball this deep on third 
and two, maybe not the right decision. Nothing else really was looking wide open. Throwing out it on the run. We got to give credit, credit to Davis Mills right there on that throw. Real good shot play, stretching the field vertically. We talk about it all the time on the show. And, uh, you know, he was at home feeling himself and uh, going to more right there. And, uh, yeah, trying his thing. So we'll give him credit there. All right, up 12 to 6 here. Third and six. Big, crucial third down pickup. And once again, pocket collapsing all around him. And he's standing cool as heck. Cool, calm, collected cucumber back here. Look at this. Oh, yeah. It's strong. And then throws it. Great ball right there. Picks up the first down. Loving it. Fourth and one again. Oh, oh, the slam play again. Confident. Instantly knows what he has to do with this football. Man, oh man, doesn't get too caught up. One step drop, flings it, fires it quickly, looking there. Fantastic. Another fourth down conversion. Love it. Another one, fourth and two. We get back to back fourth downs. Here we go. Davis Mills rolling out of the pocket, throwing on the run again. Boom, boom on the money. And this one brings him all the way down inside the five-yard line. Look at this man throw on the run. Look at this great accuracy. Everybody loves these plays from Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and now we get Davis Mills doing this, and we heard nothing out of the national media. Where was the hype on Davis Mills this week from the national media, folks? That's a great throw right there to the right uh, on the right sideline. Dang, fantastic throwing on the run, right on the money, pinpoint accuracy, picks up the first down. Second and three now. Here we go. Oh, a flea flicker. Goes deep. Puts it right on the money, folks. This is a fantastic play. Let's count the yards on this one. Nothing so spectacular, but he's going to throw this one from his own 45 or from the Patriots 45-yard line. Getting it all the way down to about the 10. So not like a big bomb, but real great deep ball accuracy. What have we got? Like 30, 35 yards, you want to call it? Right there, and it is absolutely on the money right there. And once again, no hesitation. We see Trey Lance not feeling comfortable in the pocket, looking to run on really every throw. And uh, Davis Mills standing cool, calm, collected here. Took a couple of games to get his feet underneath him, and he was absolutely slinging this ball here um, for his home game in front of the home fans, in front of the home crowd. It was getting it done. All right, here we go. Up 22 to 12. Once again, he recognizes it. When he sees something open, this man is not afraid to take it and be confident in his delivery. And that's probably the best takeaway so far that we've seen some from Davis Mills, the, the uh, confidence in his throwing. And we're going to watch the incompletions as well, folks. You know, we're, we take the good with the bad. We take the stats with the film. This is what we do here at Takes by Fans. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's uh, what he's looking like on the incompletions. Once again, great throw right here on third and three, picking up these first downs, keeping the ball moving that's the best thing here for these quarterbacks these rookie quarterbacks moving the chains right there and what a great throw over the middle of the field right here to get it over the linebackers right into the receiver's hands and then he breaks it big because he puts it on the money catching it in stride you throw this behind there's a no yard gain but he puts it right on the money that's 10 extra yards because of the great accuracy and we stress that uh, all the time here on the show third and 16 he picks this up Ooh, okay this was a dangerous throw right here on third and 16 it's great because it went complete, so we'll give the man some credit, but real tight window that he just fit that ball in. Look at that window, folks. Holy cow. Uh, somehow the receiver came away with it. Unfortunately, just short of the first down, unfortunately, but still a real great decision right there, being confident. Their lead is dwind – well, there there is no lead anymore. It's tied 22-22, so trying just to do something there at the end of the game. You got to give this man confident, or credit for being so confident and taking those shots when needed to. 
Uh, you know, third and 16, he's throwing it right to the marker. Unfortunately, a yard short, but still getting it to the marker, not dinking and dunking like we've seen from Sam Darnold and some of these other quarterbacks that have been in the league three, four plus seasons. So, that's a real good performance and showing here by Davis Mills and just build upon this, getting better every single week. They lose by three here. This is why we're confident with the plus 10. That's a lot of points to give this man, and uh, he was showing some great things. So the highlights were fantastic, but let's see what these incompletions were looking like. Was it on Davis Mills? Was it on the defense? Was he making the right reads? We'll bring it in the All-22 if need uh, since it's uh, Saturday and finally all the All-22 of every single angle is up here. So fantastic. Uh, please, Game Pass, get your stuff together. You say 24 hours and we go 36, 72 hours and it's all still not on there. So Game Pass, please get it together. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt because it's only been five weeks, but come on. Jeez, we, we pay money for this service. Fox, jeez. All right, but we digress. Here we go. Let's start watching some incompletions. There was only eight of them. There was only eight of them for the entire game. Pretty solid. So let's see what they were looking like. Alrighty, we've got them all queued up here, so no worries. We can find them quickly. First incompletion right here, folks. First drive, 12-20. Let's see what it's looking like. Here we go. It's a second and nine. First drive of the game here. They're at their own 32-yard line. Davis Mills, empty backfield, and he just dumps it off. And uh, they're trying to hit a little bit of an out route to the tight end. And this is on the money right here, folks. This is on the money. Should have been caught. Unfortunately, wasn't. And, uh, you know, incomplete. It would have only gotten like one or two yards right there. Uh, so not like a big shot play. And this was kind of just a one shot, uh, you know, kind of setup play a little bit. A little bit of a pick going on there with everybody else. So that was the route to go with. Unfortunately, the receiver just could not hold on to the ball. Still a good delivery right there by Davis Mills, so we're not even really going to count that as an incompletion. So let's, uh, uh, we've got eight passes to really look at here. So we'll have um, a good incompletion category and a bad incompletion category because we've been so impressed with the highlights, folks. So really, we're only looking for bad plays right now, and that is not a bad play right there. So that's a good incompletion. That's one for the good incompletion column, folks. And don't worry, I've got it written down here, folks. Y'all don't have to keep track at home. We're, keep, we're keeping track for you. So incompletion number one, not on Davis Mills. Fantastic. That's what we want to see. Alrighty, second incompletions comes on this same drive as well. And look at this. Only two incompletions on a 79-yard, 18-play touchdown drive to start the game? That's real gosh dang good as well. But let's see. What was this incompletion looking like? Here we go. First and 10 uh, across midfield here. Play action pass. And, ooh, going to take a shot and goes deep. And it's just a little underthrown here. Not bad. I mean, he, he hung in here, folks. Look at this. He knew he was going to take a shot. Look at this man coming right up the middle. Davis Mills is like, all right, I'm going to throw this ball. Takes an absolute big blast right there. Tries to get the ball down the field. Unfortunately, unfortunately, just a little underthrown, and that's granted because he just took a big shot to the chops, folks. Also probably could have dumped it down here a little bit, probably missed this throw, but still just being aggressive here. It's first down. You can take a shot like this. So I've got no problem with the shot. Probably could have dinked it down, but overall showed real courage right there, standing tall in the pocket, folks. This is a rookie, third-round rookie. So give the man some credit, and we're going to say this is a good incompletion as well. Loved it. Fantastic. I don't even mind this incompletion. Taking a shot, taking a shot on a shot play, fantastic. Fantastic incompletion right there. All right, th those were his only two incompletions for the entire first quarter, folks. How great. Oh, my God. Get this man a contract. 
Man, I'm comparing this man to Patrick Mahomes. Davis Mills will be better than Patrick Mahomes when uh, all their careers are said and done, folks. Mark it down. Mark it down. Alrighty, next incompletions right here come in the uh, second quarter drive right here. Alright, so here we go. We get a 340 incompletion right here. Touchdown drive. Look at this. Back-to-back -back touchdown drives, only two incompletions. You got to give the man some credit. All right, here we go. And this is uh, going to be a little bit more of a breakdown on these incompletions because he struggles and he stalls in the red zone. They have to settle for field goals. So this is going to be a true test right here. What were these incompletions looking like? And he took a couple of sacks here that uh, you know made them force to kick a field goal. So let's see what Davis Mills was looking like here when the field was shrinking a little bit. All right, here we go. First incompletion on this drive comes on a first and 10 right at midfield right here from their own 48-yard line. Here we go. Under center, play action pass. Plenty of time to throw. Steps out of the pocket right here and then just has to dink it down. This was a little on him. This is on him right here. Not moving well outside the pocket. Plenty of time to throw right here. Plenty of time to throw. Probably should have taken off with it. We've seen some good speed on Davis Mills as he's rolling out of the pocket. Did he have any rushes here? He had one rush for two yards. So, you know, maybe utilize his legs a little bit more. This would have been a good time just to tuck it and run with it. So, Davis Mills, you know, utilize your legs a little bit out here. Uh, we would have no problem with that. Let's quickly watch this one from the sideline perspective. So, we get the all 22 to see if there was anything open. Maybe did he miss anything? Um, you know, he took a sack nothing really open there so let's see was there anything open here he should have took the two deep routes as he's kind of wide open here I mean look at all look at this clean ass pocket right here I mean you've got time to throw this ball but there's really nothing open you've got this man going over the middle of the field you got both these people going all the way to the right he's rolling out to the left and then he gets sacked by this time so you know really nothing was open while he was open while Davis Mills was comfortable so yeah just tuck it and run it there no worries you know pick up pick up a couple of yards he's got some solid speed he can get out of bounds and pick up two three maybe even four five six yards so not bad there by Davis Mills but we will put that as a bad incompletions tuck it and run with it uh, that was buying way too much time I mean he was dancing around in the backfield for like five plus seconds nothing open take it tuck it run with it no worries slide get out of bounds you know it's first it's first down so anything positive here is great so that is a bad incompletion there by Davis Mills but nothing too bad um, Alrighty, next incompletion here on the same drive right here, and it's on a third, uh, second and 15. They had a five-yard penalty for a false start, um, and now we get another incompletion here. So here we go, second and 15, Davis Mills, plenty of time to throw, going deep, and oh, just a little bit of an overthrow, but the receiver was open. I'm going to still put this as a good incompletion. It was decently thrown. Yes, it was still overthrown. We get it, but the opportunity was there. This throw was open, taking a shot on second and 15 I mean man oh man we can't we can't really it's just unfortunate it was like two yards overthrown but other than that great idea with the ball we love it taking the shots stretching the field vertically folks we cannot stress that enough you must take your shots uh, decently throughout the game and so far we've seen Davis Mills do it kind of perfectly we loved it so we'll count that one as a good incompletion. He also has two sacks on this drive as well. They're not incompletions, but they are sacks. And once again, it kind of, you know, makes them kick this field goal because look at where these sacks come from, folks. First and goal from New England's seven, uh, seven yard line. Third and goal from New England six. Why are you taking a sack? Did you hold on to the ball too long? So let's uh, examine the first sack here in the red zone. Here we go. 
first and goal from the seven-yard line. Davis Mills, read option, keeps it, and unfortunately, that's Matthew Judon. And Matthew Judon, give some respect to this man, folks. He has been terrorizing quarterbacks all season long right here. Let me get a Matthew Judon stats quickly. Um, man, a man, sacks and batted balls and all that. He's the one that kind of injured Tua a little bit um, when he faced uh, when uh, he faced the Dolphins and he absolutely obliterated Tua. We've watched that play over and over and over again. Literally went airborne on it. And then the following week, like the first and like the first quarter, then Tua gets injured. We really think Matthew Judon uh, created that kind of rib, rib injury, and then it just exacerbated after he got sacked uh, the following week against the Bills. We think Matthew Judon really injured Tua, and here he is taking a little bit of a decent hit on Davis Mills there for the sack. Uh, so let's get up Matthew Judon career stats really quickly. I just want to see what he's doing here so far uh, numbers-wise. Let's put it into numbers-wise because the film is screaming for Matthew Judon. Are they coming alive in the stat column? So here we go. Uh, he's got uh, – uh, hang on. Let me uh, – go here. I can see all the numbers good right here. All right, here we go. All right, he's got five games played. How many sacks does he have? He's already got six and a half sacks. The man already has six and a half sacks through five games. The most he's ever done in a season is nine and a half. Nine and a half over 16 games. The man is five games and six and a half sacks. Absolutely fantastic. Eight tackle for losses, which is leading the league so far. 11 quarterback hits. Holy moly. Matthew Judon Folks, folks, the man is an absolute force to be reckoned with right here. And Davis Mills finds this out the hard way. So let's watch this play one more time. It's a little bit of a read option. Did he make the right read to hold on to this ball? Here we go. Should he have handed, handed it off? Yeah, uh, he probably should have handed it off. I mean, Matthew Judon did not crash down. Probably should have handed it off there. I don't even know if that was a designed uh potential to keep it or not uh, nothing open here in Davis Mills we wanted to see the speed here but you just have to go you can't dance around here especially with Matthew Judon we know he's an athlete for this uh, man oh man what a great celebration to Matthew Judon folks geez love it all right so that's a bad a little bit of a bad sack sack there by Davis Mills but we get one more sack here also in the red zone so let's watch this one this one is a nine yard sack but we get third and six here still manageable to throw a touchdown here so let's see why not here we go Davis Mills in the shotgun from the six yard line dropping back to pass Matthew Judon trying to get the pressure and it's it's Matthew Judon again folks <laughs> Come on, Matthew Judon. Jeez Louise, the bat is terrorizing teams out here. We got to bring this one up again. Uh, watch this one one more time. We'll also take this one in the sideline if we need to. But let's see, was there anything open here? He had a solid time to throw this one. Three and a half, maybe even four seconds here. Anything decently open? Can't really see. All right, we're going to have to take this one in the sideline. But once again, uh, Davis Mills, when he's going to rush, is a little kind of timid because we see him kind of dancing around. You're not. He, Davis Mills doesn't have the speed to kind of juke in and out to make defenders miss. Make defenders miss. The only quarterbacks that can do that are Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson. And Davis Mills is nowhere near that level of speed talent wise so just go with it if there's nothing open you just have to go with it and that's the lesson that he's gonna have to learn and I'm sure he learned it here and I'm sure he watched the film and hopefully he's watching here right now live breaking him down uh, so he uses his legs a little bit more come this week against the Colts
Uh, but let's watch this one in the all 22. Was there anything open that Davis Mills should have hit? Here we go. Five wide. So a lot of routes to go with and literally everything is really covered well here. Um, Actually, you've got him right here, tight end in the front of the end zone. Here it is, right at the last second as he's kind of making that initial in-cut uh, to kind of take off back inside. Got to let it loose right there. Unfortunately, stumbles. So there was somewhere to go with this one. Let's watch this one one more time. Now that we know what we're looking for open, uh, let's see if he should have gotten it out of his hands quickly right here. So just at the front of the end zone, getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, right there before he decided to kind of take off and try to run with it. Should have dumped it down. And it was open. He just missed it. Unfortunate. So got to be, you know, a little bit more confident in the pocket, staying in there. Stop trying to kind of, uh, you know, cut in and out, cut back and forth. Stands tall, like we've seen him all game. Just kind of in the red zone when the short gets a little, when the field gets a little bit shorter. He's trying to scramble a little bit too early and trying to do a little bit too much with his legs. So overall, not terrible. Missed a couple of them, but uh, still overall decent performance so far of what we've seen. Those were just the sacks, so let's get back to these incompletions now. Alrighty, next incompletion is coming up here in the third quarter. So we only had one, two, three, four incompletions in the first half. How great is that, folks? Alright, now, here we go. Second drive. On this touchdown drive, he had no incompletions. It only had two plays. A so big play went big. All right, but here we go. Next incompletion here. Here we go. A third and two. Oof, oof. Third and two. Got to complete these. Absolutely. Uh, let's go back in the broadcast. We'll go to sideline if we need to. Uh, but here we go. Let's see what this incompletion is looking like on third and two. Got to pick this up. Definitely got to pick this up. But let's see why it did not get picked up. Here we go. Davis Mills dropping back the pass. Instant slant. And once again, this is great. This is a great pass right here. Right on the money. Unfortunately, just dropped. And once again, these third and twos and going on slant plays. The man is so confident with the throw. One step and then he lets it fly. Exactly what it must be. And look at this one. Exactly where it needs to be. In front. Out in front. No chance at a pick. No chance at a breakup uh, just unfortunately the receiver uh, just cannot handle the ball and that's great defense still by the Patriots but still a good throw by Davis Mills so another good incompletion right there alrighty next incompletion comes on the following drive so here we go pass incomplete on second and 14 unfortunately let's see what they were trying to do here and let's see why it was incomplete here we go second and 14 now the lead is starting to kind of dwindle a little bit we do know the Patriots come back in the second half and unfortunately win the game here um so Davis Mills pressure starting to get there you see your lead shrinking 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 not moving the ball consistently in the second half so let's see why they stalled here on the second and 14 here we go dropping back to pass Plenty of time to throw. Matthew Judon, there he is, flushing him out of the pocket. And he didn't even really need to take like take off out of the pocket here. Stand strong in the pocket. Stand strong, stand strong, no reason. And he instantly goes out, and that plays right into Matthew Judon. And now you have no time to throw. <clears throat> and he just has to throw it away for the incompletion. Let's take this one from the sideline because he was real, real eager to roll out of the pocket here. Was this a shot play that just did not internalize and develop here? This is when he decided to take off running with it. Why? Why? All right, this is a bad play here. He's running away from all of his receivers as well. Everybody's on the left sideline here. We've got three receivers kind of open on the left here, but he's rolling out to the right. Nothing open there. So, yeah, I mean, Davis Mills got to kind of truly clean up when to take off, when to stay in strong in the pocket. We saw him in the highlight 
Standing strong in the pocket, delivering the balls. Get back to that. Kind of got away from that in the second half a little bit. So that incompletion, that was bad. That was on him, absolutely. Another bad incompletion. So we we're at 4-2, to two, good incompletion to bad incompletion. And we've got uh, two more, two more incompletions to go. Here we go. Alrighty, next incompletion comes here on a missed field goal drive. Oof, bad. So we get a second and seven. This was incomplete, and then they do another three-yard pass. We'll watch these plays back-to-back. -back. They had to settle for a little bit of a longer field goal, 56 yards. Let's see why Davis Mills couldn't kind of get them back into some solid field goal uh, territory right here. So let's take it in the broadcast, and we'll watch this incompletion, and then we'll watch just a little bit of only a three-yard completion. Did he take the dink when he should have gone, gone deep? We'll explore that as well. So here we go. We get a second and seven. Once again, the lead is dwindling again. Last time we saw Davis Mills on the field, the Patriots only had nine points. Now they have 15, 22 to 15 now. Got to, you know, kind of start scoring the ball, putting the pressure back on the Patriots here. Here we go. Second and seven at the Patriots, 41-yard line, play-action pass. Davis Mills, plenty of time to throw and woo just misses this one bad don't doesn't don't even know who he's trying to throw to here really miss this one this is a, the worst throw we've seen to make all game long oh short here for the comeback route real short right there real short that's a bad incompletion sheesh um let's see let's take this one in the all 22 and see if there was anything open and then we'll watch uh, the next play also in the all 22 to see if uh, anything was open that he should have taken because uh, it only went for three yards. But here we go. Anything open, Davis Mills should have hit here. What do we got? Uh, not really by the time he was throwing. It's decently open here on the comeback. Really would have had to put it right on the money for it to be complete. It would have been a tough throw to make. But just this little underneath crossing route, the dink route here, the safety blanket route, probably should have taken that one right here. Yeah, right as he throws it, it starts to open up. But there was no reason to rush this throw. He wanted to go to that route there, that uh, comeback on the left sideline. It would have went for 15 yards. It would have been good for the first down. But all right, got to kind of realize, take a breath right here calm down a little bit uh you know we hear from the rookie quarterbacks all the time we've got to slow down the game slow down the game a little bit just kind of react to what they're giving he's trying to make reads in the second half uh before this before the ball is snapped here and it's putting them in some unfortunate uh you know throwing situation so just got to clean that up a little bit and then let's watch this last play right here. The last, uh, or no, 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 no. We got one more play here, and then we'll go to the last incompletion. Uh, let's see right here. It's a third and seven. Sets up this 56-yard field goal. But let's see. Was there anything open he should have thrown it to? Uh, so here we go. Trips to the right here. Ugh, rolling out of the pocket here, buying time, checks it down, goes for only three yards, that's fine. But let's check if anything else was open down the middle of the field that he should have taken that would have gotten them the first down. And look at this right here. If he's going, ah, oh, he misses. you got a wide open receiver right here going all the way down. The safety is in the middle of the field. There's only one safety over the top here, and this man burns the corner. This is where you go with the ball, but Davis Mills decides to roll out right and take the check down. So, got to stand tall in the pocket a little bit more. We get the edge rusher coming right up the middle. At this point, yeah, the receiver is just starting to break open, so we're not going to really put this one on Davis Mills right here. Now, obviously, you're not going to throw this ball now when you're on the right hash. You're throwing it all the way back to the left sideline. You're definitely not going to make this throw now. Uh, so, Overall, the pressure did get there, and he did make the little bit of a better read right here. Let's watch this one one more time. Here we go. 
So the pressure comes up the middle right now. This is where he dances. And look at this. The receiver is really not showing open. Um, and the kind of safety is kind of favoring this deeper ball over here. And then once Davis Mills starts to roll out to the right, this is where the safety goes back to the right now. So this safety, that's a great play by the safety up here. Shout out to this uh, Patriot safety. Unfortunately, we can't get the number on him. Uh, but uh, as he's rolling out to the right, dumps it down. Okay. So overall, not a bad incomplete or not a, it's not even an incompletion. It's not a bad read there by Davis Mills. All right, now we just got the last incompletion here. Last incompletion really doesn't really matter because it was kind of game over at this point. This is where his last incompletion came. 15 seconds left at their at their own 25-yard line, and they're down three points. They have no timeout, so really limited in the options with only 15 seconds left and have to get yourself into field goal territory. Let's see what this incompletion was looking like. Here we go. All right, plenty of time to throw, steps up in the pocket, throws, and it's incomplete. Really should have taken off and ran with this one, but you really can't because, you know, you're not going to get up to the line of scrimmage and clock it in time. So, yeah, I mean, this is just, you know, situational play right there. He's never been in and knew he had to throw it away. So that's actually a good incompletion. Nothing open. Let me just uh, – let's put – let's – bring this one in the uh, all 22 just to see anything open down the field that he just missed uh, plenty of time to throw uh, gotta take some shot here uh, so let's see what this was looking like here we go dropping back to pass as he's stepping up really nothing open and that's granted because what are the Patriots gonna do they're gonna drop everybody that's why there was no pressure on Davis Mills to get rid of this ball quickly so that's a good incompletion so after eight incompletions five were good throwaways incompletions you know drop passes only three were on Davis Mills so overall Davis Mills we can buy him we're still sticking to our Texans plus 10 bet and uh, we'll see if Davis Mills can continue to grow and continue to get better and build off of this good performance right here yes they lost but they only lost by three we get 10 points this week with this Colts team struggling division rivalry division matchup all that we think Davis Mills keeps the game close we believe in Davis Mills to keep the game close um so Texans plus 10 is still a go here this week, folks. You still got time. It's only Saturday. Put that bet in. Texans plus 10. Don't fall in love with the media narrative of the Texans are a trash team. Yes, they're not the greatest, but David Culley and company has his team running very, very well for given the level of talent on this team. They are playing very, very well for their means. Plus 10. Take it. Take it. Take it. Alrighty. The last thing we have to do is look at what NFL.com is saying about all these games coming up. We've talked all week long about last week, week five, heading into week six, making our picks, figuring out everything. But let's see what the machines are saying, the algorithms are saying. NFL puts out this video every single week, and we love watching this here. We love what, seeing what they're saying, what the computers are saying, what their algorithms, what their projections are saying for every single matchup. Are they? Are we thinking the same with the machines? We did this last week. Machines agreed with us. Uh, we took the Titans minus five and a half. Machines agreed with us on that pick. We took the Bengals plus three. Uh, kind of a little bit of a bonus pick. The Machines agreed with us. They also didn't always agree with us and had a little bit of a bigger hindsight. So the Machines kind of know what they're talking about. Uh, they had the Bills beating the Chiefs, but they said it was a close game. A one-point win for the Bills. Either way, they said the Bills would win. We didn't agree. We had the Chiefs. We swallowed the three points with the Chiefs, but the Machines were right there. So Machines know what they're 
they're talking about. NFL.com knows what they're talking about. Their algorithms know what we're talking about. But we're the humans, folks. We're getting taken over by the machines. we got to stick with the flesh and the blood and the heart pumping, blood pumping, thumping humans out here, folks. Uh, so let's see. Are we going to be able to beat the machines this week? Or are the machines going to beat us this week? Let's see what they're saying here. Also, when we go through some of these matchups here, there are a couple of players slash teams that we have to set a bar on of what we need to see at the minimum from some of these players and teams to see if we can start buying them heading into week seven. We didn't buy them heading into week six. This week, tomorrow, the full day uh, slate of games. But can we buy them moving forward, progressing? The Folks, the, the season's a long season. The ebbs and flows. There's there's times to start buying some teams. There's times to start selling some teams. And we're going to start uh putting some bars. We had some bars last week. We set a Baker Mayfield bar. He hit his bar exactly everything that we needed to see. So we're buying Baker Mayfield and this Browns heading into this week. We set a bar for the Steelers putting up uh, 25 points at minimum. I think they put up 27. Fantastic. They reached that bar. We're buying the Steelers into this week. Uh, the uh, the Saints with Jameis Winston. We wanted to see 280 passing yards. He had 279. Basically, the bar so we could buy Jameis Winston and the offense in general. We want to see Marquez Callaway had eight targets last week. He had exactly eight, meeting our bar absolutely fantastically. We hit that bar right out of the park there uh, for the Saints, and they win the game. That's why we set the bar. We want to see 280 passing yards by Jameis Winston at 279. Basically that. Eight targets by Marcus Calloway at eight targets. That leads to a win. That's why we set the bars because we kind of know how teams win, how they lose, what they need to do to win the games. That's why we're setting these bars to see if we can buy these teams. So we set the bars last week. Absolutely fantastic. Hit it out of the park, and we're going to try and do the same thing here this week with some other teams and players. So as we go through this and seeing the matchups, we'll talk it all through. Last thing before we roll the tape here, um, we, let's remind you of our picks. We just made our picks yesterday during our show. So we do six picks every single week, three locks, three 99% guarantees. Our three locks this week are Dolphins minus three, Steelers minus five, and Titans plus five and a half. So we'll see what the machines uh, uh, decide there, uh, if they agree or disagree. And then in our 99% guarantees, we have the Cardinals plus three, we have the Texans plus 10, and we have the Cowboys minus three and a half. So without further ado, let's see what the machines are saying this week about all these matchups here we go all right the first ma first matchup here is the Cardinals at Browns Alrighty, and this is going to be a great game everybody's selling Baker Mayfield this week we've talked about it it's on our Twitter it's we're, we're not buying everybody selling Baker Mayfield we don't understand it uh, but we do believe in this Cardinals team this is a unfortunate circumstance for the Browns these last two weeks truly were having to face the Chargers last week and now having to face you know one of the best teams the only undefeated team left in the league in the Arizona Cardinals so even if the Browns do lose this game I in the national media is going to be a little frustrating. I'm going to be a little frustrated with the national media if the Browns lose this week, like we predict, like NFL.com predicts. We hope they, we actually kind of hope they don't lose. I kind of hope I'm a little wrong about this pick. Well, actually, we can have it both ways because we have the Cardinals plus three. So I really want to see the Browns win the game and then the Cardinals cover the three and then I'll still keep the Cardinals at the number one team and then we can praise Baker Mayfield and that everybody in the national media swallow their tongue. So that's kind of what we're hoping for. Obviously, we want to be right in everything we say. 
But here we go. Uh, saying that the Cardinals win 26-25 right here. This Cardinals defense and uh, you know was very, very good. And just a lot of outs. We've talked about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, Cardinals not having Cliff Kingsbury because of you know a lot of COVID outbreak. And just a lot of question marks here uh, coming into game time decisions for tomorrow's game. So um, whatever happens in this game. Honestly, you probably should stay away from betting this game. But we can't pass up the plus three here, folks. That's I mean, you don't get the number one team with points. Every single week. So we just have to take advantage when it comes around. Uh, but uh, NFL.com predicts this one. 26-25. Close game. Probably that. Uh, Baker Mayfield never really gets blown out. He really keeps the game close. And that's why we put him at above average game manager tier. Not an A1 tier 1 quarterback tier. Um, like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. That can single-handedly win you some game, like win you games single-handedly. Baker Mayfield does need some weapons around him, but he utilizes them to a T. And Kevin Stefanski, the uh, head coach for the Browns, play caller as well, schemes the game to exactly what needs to be. So uh, this game's close, folks, and uh, we get plus three here. Uh, win probability is at 26 or at 52% for the Cardinals. Let's see what the cover probability is, and uh, they have the cover probability is at 54% for the Cardinals. So NFL.com, even with all kind of the injuries with the Cardinals and the COVID situation and the question uh, questionable players, they're still having the Cardinals winning this game close, and that's going to be the biggest thing here for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Do not get blown out in this game. Do not throw all those picks because then you're just feeding into the what the national media has been saying. I mean, folks, it's truly crazy. This entire week, everybody, everybody, every uh, major kind of sports personality is selling Baker Mayfield while we're just rebuying him. So, um, it's going to be a great game, folks. This is going to be a real great game. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, so many narratives surrounding this one that we really just have to wait till Monday to really see what the hell happened in this game. But we're still sticking with the Cardinals plus three. The machines agree with us, and we hope Baker Mayfield has a good game so we can kind of, you know, tone down everybody's kind of uh, selling of Baker Mayfield. I think it's getting a little bit too much out here. It's a little bit too much. I'll say it. It's a little bit too much, folks. Comment down on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's the first game up here. Cardinals win 26-25. We've got them plus three. NFL.com in the machines. Agree. All righty. Next game up here. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? All right. We don't need 16 seconds of this. Here we go. All right. Next game up here is the Chargers and the Ravens. We did not take this game, but they're predicting another close game right here. They have the Ravens winning 27-25 over the Chargers. And win probability with the Ravens at 52%, but the cover probability at 57% right here because the Chargers are getting three. Let's see if this line has changed. They do. Uh, I think they do these videos on maybe like a Wednesday, so the lines can change a little bit to Sunday. Let's see what the line is right now. I do. I wouldn't expect this line to change that much, and it's a, it got brought down half a point, so a lot of people are taking the Chargers plus three. That's why it's coming down to half a point. So you're kind of losing a little bit of value there, maybe by the extra half a point. But, yeah, this game is probably probably close. The Chargers are really good. We saw what they did last week. We saw what the Ravens did last week. But it always comes down to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the entire offense here by the Ravens. So if the Chargers can fi uh, find a way to uh, stop Lamar Jackson, they can win the game. This is why we're not taking this game here this week, just because these are two really good teams and a three-point spread right here doesn't really give us any great value either way. Uh, so NFL.com is saying this one's going to be a Close game. We agree. That's why we're staying away from it. Um, but uh, they've got, uh, you know, Chargers losing by two. So if you get the three, you win. Even two and a half, you win. So cover probability is at 57% for the uh, Chargers plus two and a half. 
Alrighty, next game up here. Here we go. And once again, we're going against the Bills this week. But NFL.com is saying the Bills win outright. They said the same exact thing last week. We're saying the same thing, exact thing last week. So are the machines going to get the better of us this week? We'll see. We love the plus five and a half here with this Titans team. NFL.com predicts this game to be 30 to 23 Bills on the road. A 59% win probability for the Bills. Damn, damn, that's hefty. And a 52% cover probability at the Bills being minus five and a half on the road. How crazy is that? Once again, we believe this is great value. Home team getting five and a half points. And we know this Titans team is winning way or winning games without Julio Jones and going to AJ Brown and all that because he's a little dinged up. So they're just focusing on the run game. Ryan Tannehill's being the game manager. And this team is winning games right here. You got to give credit to the Titans. They're at home, another primetime game for this Bills team. And we just read Sean McDermott kind of saying, yeah, we're using a little bit, a little bit of their matchup last season with Derrick Henry stiff-armed Josh Norman into oblivion. They are utilizing that as a little bit of fuel, a little bit of momentum heading into this week. Where we saw last week, the Chiefs, it was all business. We don't even care about the AFC Championship game. We're not even taking that into consideration here. We are just, it's another game. It's just another game here. So we'll see if that gets them off the mark a little bit. We still like the five and a half here. The machines are not agreeing with us. It's Derrick Henry. He will control the tempo, control the pace of the game. We know this Bills defense is great, folks. I don't, when I kind of uh, negative, it's not even negatively talking about the Bills, but, um, you know, the defense, I think, is better than the offense overall here. Josh Allen hasn't really reached what he did last year. Uh, still showing some good glimpses, and I hope he can get back to what he did last season, but so far it has not really shown too much here. Settling for field goals in some key situations. But uh, we just believe Derrick Henry is going to um, kind of keep the clock moving here, keep the chains moving. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Derrick Henry's running every single quarter right here. Uh, has 30-plus rushes every single game. No worries right here. So this is going to be a test to the Bills' defense. How do they react to getting punched in the mouth over and over and over and over again, coming off of a big win on the road again for another primetime nationally televised game on Monday Night Football. So we just think the circumstances are going to get a little bit too much for this Bills team right here, and we get five and a half points. Yeah, the, the Bills may win the Bills may win this game but I get five and a half here with the home team I think we've got to take it and I'm loving what the Titans are kind of doing offensively uh, Derrick Henry still getting it done the man the man folks uh, just the man that's all we have to say about Derrick Henry the man it's the man folks you're talking about uh the king in the backfield the man in the backfield yeah I'll take the man plus five and a half points give me the man in five and a half points folks so NFL.com and the machines once again don't agree with us are we gonna be making are we gonna be looking like clowns again to the machines I, we may have to bow down to the machines folks if we get this one wrong again I will have to um I will have to succumb to the machines I will have to succumb to the machines, folks. How unfortunate would that be? Me succumbing to the machines, folks. Oh, my goodness. So, we'll see. If I have to bow down, pledge allegiance to the machines. I'm talking to the machines right now. They're listening. They're like, you, yeah, you are. You are going to have to be bowing down to us. I have to give my soul to the machines. And God bless us if that happens because um, I think they take over from, from that point on. It could be the end of the world. So, We've got to be right. For the sake of humanity, folks, we must be right here with, with the Titans plus five and a half, five and a half. We're still taking it, folks. All right, cover probability, like we said, 52% for the Bills. They have them winning by seven, five and a half point cover. We'll see. 
Alrighty, next game up here, another one of our picks. Here we go. Cowboys at Patriots. NFL.com predicts this one. Cowboys winning by three, 26-23, and we have the Cowboys minus three and a half. That half a point hook, folks. We talk about it all the time. You can live and die by the half a point hook. Buy it down. In most circumstances, you can buy the half a point. It doesn't cost you that much value. Um, if you're doing parlays, I would definitely recommend buying that half a point, whichever way you have to do, like we just talked about with the Ravens and the Chargers. Getting the Chargers plus three obviously is the better bet, and you don't lose that much value. We can just talk about it right now. Why, why talk it? Why talk to y'all about it when I can literally show y'all? I don't think you lose that much value. So let's put this up here: Chargers plus two and a half, and then you just go to alternative spread totals, and then go to Chargers uh, plus three. So let's get that up. That's not Chargers minus three. All right, Chargers plus three. Let's see how much value you're losing right here. And wow, how, wow, wow! DraftKings being shady. Wow, this is okay. Now, this is a little shady. They said you're not buying the three. You can either get the plus two, you can either sell the half a point, or you could buy a point, a full point. Wow, they usually don't do this to you, folks. They usually don't do The one time I used an example here live, classic, right? Uh, so you usually can buy just a half a point here. DraftKings being a little stingy and said, no, 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 because they know that's the best value and they're not offering it to you. Once again, Vegas never loses, folks. Um, but we could do it like this. Let's see how much a full point is going to cost us. So we put a hundred bucks on the Chargers plus two and a half, which is the normal spread. You win ninety five dollars, ninety five dollars twenty three cents. You get your hundred back as well. And then what happens if we put a hundred dollars on the Chargers plus three and a half? You win seventy one dollars. So we only lose twenty dollars in value right there. It's not the worst, especially when you're doing a parlay when you're really relying on this game and another game and another game. I mean, hitting when you go more than kind of three on a parlay, the odds are not in your favor folks that's why you get kind of a 10 time total payout when you do like a four team parlay you put 100 bucks on a four teamer on the on the spread lines you usually win a thousand off of a hundred so kind of a 10 time total because the odds are not in your favor so if you're doing a parlay just buy the extra half a point folks you don't lose that much value you lose 20 bucks 20 bucks of value on a hundred bucks back not that bad because you you could lose 100, you know, if you lose. So might as well be safe than sorry. You're not losing that much value. And even if you buy only just a half a point, if the half a point was just an option, you'd probably only lose $10 in value. That's not bad, folks. That's really good when you're talking about the overall scheming of betting and we know Vegas never loses money. So take the extra 10 buck loss, take the $80 profit, and go do something good with the money, folks, like subscribing to our Patreon, which is not even $80 a month. It's only five. You can get a whole year's worth, folks. Come on. Come on. All right. We digress. We're back to the Patriots-Cowboys game here. All right. Here we go. Um, what, where do we leave off? I don't even know. Um, we go. So we've got things fighting around in our head, folks. But here we go. Cowboys winning 26-23. That's where the half a point, that's where the tangent came from. Uh, but we still like the Cowboys minus uh, three and a half. And really, I just don't agree with the score overall. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. And I don't believe the Patriots get to 23 points. These are two real great defenses, folks. Absolutely fantastic defenses here with the Cowboys and the Patriots. You got Bill Belichick on the one side. So obviously that's going to be great. Held Tom Brady only 17 points. Allowed Davis Mills to drop a little bit more points than Tom Brady. Davis Mills better than Tom Brady. I think that's the only logical conclusion we can make off of that. Um, 
So I think I, I don't think Mac Jones is going to do that great against this Cowboys defense, especially because they're ball hawks. I mean, I think they've got at least one or uh, it may even be uh, like two takeaways every single game, folks. I mean, Micah Parsons and always around the ball, always around the ball. And we got Trayvon Diggs, the corner, best cornerback in the league. We've already said this, folks. Uh, you know, like week three, we've already kind of crowned Trayvon Diggs as the number one corner in the league, folks. So we'll wait till the media catches up with us. We're always out in front. We digress. But here we go. Uh, yeah, we just think the Cowboys defense is really going to shut down Mac Jones a little bit. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Bill Belichick shuts down this Cowboys D offense. I, I, I would agree with that. But I think overall the Cowboys have enough weapons here that they can squeak out a couple of points. Their defense can lead to good short fields for this offense to score some points off of. And I still like the Cowboys minus three and a half. Also, this spread started at Dallas minus four and a half. So it's been coming down. A lot of people are taking, and that tells us if the spread comes down one way, that means a lot of people are betting it the opposite way. So this line started at Cowboys minus four and a half. It has now come down to Cowboys minus three and a half, which I thank y'all for because this is better value, obviously. Uh, but people were taking the Patriots with the points. So, once again, not a lot of people are believing in this Cowboys team overall. I think they go out and get it done here against the Patriots. We are still liking our Cowboys minus 3.5. Uh, they say... Like we said, it's going to be a three-point win here. So cover probability for the Patriots is at 52%. But once again, we're not truly agreeing with the machines here, folks. Takes by fans, the humans versus the machines. Not lining up so far too much uh, this week. Alrighty, next game up here, Rams at Giants. Alrighty, uh, we didn't we didn't pick this game. It was like a ten point spread, ten and a half point spread. We're here, so we didn't really want to swallow all those points. It's still a good, it's still a good decent bet here, just because we know this Giants offense is lackluster, and now they're missing Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay, so lackluster times kind of like four now in that regard. Rams coming off of extra rest because of Thursday night football. So NFL.com predicts this win only a nine point win here, giving credit to this Giants team. Low score here by the Rams. You think the Rams are only going to put up twenty seven points? All right, I would probably say a little bit more, but they predict the score to 27-18, a nine-point win for this Rams team. Uh, 10.5-point spread right here. Let's see if that's still the same. Is this still at 10.5? What do we got here? Giants, Rams, it's come down to nine. So, hey, that's what the final score is predicted to be. So, once again, folks, stats and algorithms and uh, simulations and all that, that's why Vegas doesn't lose money. That's why odds makers don't lose money because they've got the information. They've got the numbers. They've got the higher technology than we all have. It's constantly running numbers and simulations to give us these uh, pinpoint numbers. I mean, we say it all the time, folks, or y'all say it all the time. I see you. I see you. I see what y'all say this is why it takes by fans folks i see what y'all say folks i'm combing the internet every single day seeing what everybody's saying out there but you know you know uh you know that's why a lot of people say sports are rigged because you know a lot of the times a real good uh suspicious coincidental conspiratorial uh, a number of times you know the spread always kind of lines up just perfectly with the final outcome we don't want to get you know too conspiratorial about it but it does happen it does happen um but, yeah, they say a nine-point win here for the Rams. I would probably agree with this. I don't think the Giants are going to be having that much success here. Daniel Jones isn't 100%. Uh, yeah, he's still playing here, but still, you know, is he a little timid because of what happened last week with the big hit? So, and just the offense overall, missing two big pieces here. So, can't believe in the Giants offense. We uh, authorize Rams minus nine. Just a little bit too much for us to swallow. Backdoor covers all that. You know, you all know how it goes. So, NFL.com predicts a nine-point win. Spreads nine. We'll see what happens. 
Alrighty, next game up here is the Packers at the Bears. Packers at the Bears here. Alrighty, we didn't take this game, but NFL.com predicts this game. Uh, Packers win 26 to 20. Win probability of 56% for the Packers. And the spread of being minus 4.5, they cover probability of 52% for the Packers. Alrighty. Now, yeah, the Packers are real good. This Bears team, we just have to see what Matt Nagy is going to do offensively. That's why we're staying away from this one. We don't think it's really great value. Let's see what the spread is. I think the last time we checked, I think it went up to plus five and a half, honestly. I see where the spread is at now for the Cowboys or for the Giants. Jeez, I'm getting them all wrong. For the Green Bay Packers and the Bears. Yeah, it's now at five and a half points. And I still don't even think that's great value with this Bears team. We saw how Matt Nagy's kind of calling plays for Justin Fields at, you know, the starting quarterback position. We don't love it at all. We don't even like it. You know, 20 throws for Justin Fields. I mean, and like running the ball 32 times. I've got no problem with you running the ball heavy. But with Justin Fields, it's like you're trying to coddle him and he doesn't need the coddling. We've seen him air it out. We've seen him be good. You know, just let this man take control of the entire offense. And it seems like Justin Fields can handle it. But Matt Nagy still seems to be like holding him back a little bit. Think Matt Nagy thinks he's better at thinking and scheming than just letting Justin Fields go with it. So I think Matt Nagy is going to get in the way of the Bears here. This is why we're staying away from it. NFL.com predicts a six-point win and a five-and-a-half-point spread, folks. So it's going to be close. We'll see what the final outcome is, but I just don't know if I buy Matt Nagy. It's really just Matt Nagy. Justin Fields we love. We're absolutely gushing over Matt, uh, Justin Fields, but Matt Nagy, folks, I think he's the big problem there. But we'll see what he does offensively this week. Alrighty, next game up here, and this is where our first bar is going to be coming from, folks. We got us at our first bar of week six, and here it is. Chiefs at Washington. Alrighty, it's Patrick Mahomes. We know he's good. We still know he's a good quarterback. We're not selling Patrick Mahomes 100%. We did sell the Chiefs uh, as a whole 100% here and just knocked them out of the top 10 here in our power rankings because, folks, they are turning the ball over like absolutely crazy. They are turning the ball over like you're supposed to get points out of turnovers or something. No, no, no. You don't score points if you turn over the ball. Do y'all know that? You don't get points for turning over the ball. That does not happen. Um, all these turnovers... Um, can we get a good breakdown of just all these gosh dang turnovers? Alright, here we go against the Browns. How many turnovers did they have against the Browns here? We get a total turnover? Uh, turnovers, 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 turnovers. The Kansas City had zero turnovers week one. All right, that was good. That was good. That was when the Chiefs were good. And did they win that game? They won that game. All right, they lose week two. How many turnovers did they have against the Ravens? They had two turnovers. They lose the game, unfortunately. Week three, they lose against the Chargers. How many turnovers did they have this game? They had... Four turnovers. They lose the game. All righty, here they go. They beat the Eagles. Zero turnover game. Did they have a zero turnover game against this Eagles team? We know of one. How many did they have? They had one. They had one. Still one too many in our opinion. And then just last week, how many turnovers did this Chiefs team have against the Bills? Big time Sunday night football. AFC championship game rematch how many turnovers do you have in this big game four again four again come on and that's where the bar comes from and we're gonna set a real real good bar here we're not gonna go light on this Chiefs team why go light on this Chiefs team folks they're defending Super Bowl or uh, not defending uh defending Super Bowl participant we can say 
But this Chiefs team, what the hell are we doing? They're too good to be turning over the ball. It's not just Patrick Mahomes. It's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, too, as well. They've got to clean up the turnover. So I'm setting the bar at zero. Zero. Y'all have shown y'all can do it. It's not out of the realm of possibilities of having zero turnovers a game. It's kind of what y'all should be doing every single game. But week one against the Browns, y'all win. Y'all win because y'all had no turnovers. I want to see no turnovers. No turnovers by anybody. Anybody. Nobody. Not uh, not Patrick Mahomes, not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not uh, Tyreek Hill. Definitely not Tyreek Hill. And I think he had a fumble last week as well. Uh, obviously not Travis Kelsey. Nobody on this team can fumble. That's the bar. Chiefs, no turnovers. And if they can do that, we can think about putting them back in our top 10. And we can think about betting on them next week and buying into them next week. But Chiefs, no turnovers. Not one. Not a muff punt. That's still a turnover. Not an interception. Not a fumble. That's our first bar of the week. Chiefs having absolutely zero turnovers. Don't want to see any. And they're going against the Washington team that uh, hasn't really done anything great this season defensively. Let's see where they rank defensively here quickly. Uh, talk about this uh, Washington defense. Overall, uh, they kind of rank this on just on points allowed. Uh, but we can just look at the other stats as well compared to everybody else. Uh, but Washington's defense here, I mean, they've given up the most points, the second most points in the entire league. Just Kansas City's given up the most points. Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most points, probably because you're turning the ball over four times a game, and, I mean, that's just leading to easy points there. So Chiefs have given up the most points here in the league because of those turnovers. Washington is second. Let's see what their defense is doing in takeaways, turnovers. We get that. You know, any turnover numbers here? Defensive interceptions, they only have two. They only have two interceptions. So, fumbles lost. Is this fumbles lost? Yes, fumbles lost by the team. And they only have two fumble recoveries. So, four takeaways by this Washington defense. And Chiefs are putting up four takeaways a game. So, not the best defensive takeaway team for Washington. This is the chance for the Chiefs to get back on track. They need to do so. We need to see no turnovers by them. Nothing, I don't even want to see one. One, we still sell them. One one turnover by anybody, we still sell this team. All right, but back to the numbers here. Uh, Chiefs win 31-23 to predicted by NFL.com. I think that's what the spread is right on the line. So win probability is at 60%. Let's see what the spread is. Minus 6.5 here for Kansas City. Let's see if the spread is still at that number. And it's still at minus 6.5, and we will not take that. We will not swallow the 6.5 here, even though they're supposed to win by 8 points here. They've got the turnovers, and we're not buying this team. That's why we're not betting this team this week. We can maybe do it next week. That's where we're setting the bars here now before the games play. And maybe we can buy them next week, but until they have a no turnover game, until they clean up those turnovers, we will not buy this Chiefs team. Sloppy football is not good football. Patrick Holmes getting a little exposed. Potentially. Potentially, we'll see how it all uh, comes together this week. But not buying the Chiefs. Must see zero turnovers by them. Alrighty, next game up here. And we're leading to another bar. We're going to lead to another bar here, folks. Here we go. Vikings at Panthers. Whoa. Whoa. NFL.com giving a lot of belief in this Panthers team. Okay. They say the Panthers win by three, 26 to 23. I don't know if I necessarily agree. I don't think. We're staying away from this game because it's Vikings. We don't know what the hell they are ever. Uh, the biggest enigma in all of football. That's what we classify them as. And then the Panthers, Sam Darnold. <laughs> 
can't win a game. I can't win a game without Chris McCaffrey. And spoiler alert, Chris McCaffrey's not playing this game, folks. So I don't know how NFL.com is coming to this number. We truly don't agree with this. The machines, I think the machines are getting a little fooled right here. And I, don't, I know the machines don't like me talking about them like that. But, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the big dog. The machines don't have a voice for themselves yet. So we're still the... We're still the big dogs over here, folks. But the Panthers winning 26-23 predicted by NFL.com. We don't we don't really like that. Win probability is at 54%. We're going to get to the bar in a second. And the spread was Vikings minus one here. Let's see if that's still the spread here now that we know all this information about uh, who's playing and not playing for the Panthers. And look at this. Now it's Panthers plus 2.5, Vikings minus 2.5 here. So the spread's increased a little bit right here. They had the cover probability for the Panthers at 54%. They're winning outright. I don't agree. But let's get to this Sam Darnold. It's not even a Panthers bar. It's a Sam Darnold bar right here. What has this man been doing? <laughs> what has this man been doing these last two games? Turning the ball over when it was close. He has two interceptions, I believe, these last two games. In each of these last two games. Oh my god, he's got three interceptions here against Philadelphia. So five interceptions over these last two games against a good Cowboys defense that we just gushed about it when we talked about the Patriots. And then the Eagles, that's a real defense. That's a real good, solid team overall. You just have to fight, figure out offensively, consistently. But overall, we're not selling. I, I like this Eagles team better than I like the Panthers. I like Jalen Hurts better than I like Sam Darnold. I mean, that's what it is. Sam Darnold shows us nothing. So this is what Sam Darnold has done these last two games resulting into losses. Against the Cowboys, 66% completion percentage, 301 yards. I, def I definitely like that. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll even give him the 66% completion percentage. But two touchdowns and two interceptions, and those interceptions came in the second half when, the t uh, when they only had a one-point lead and then threw back-to-back interceptions. And then last week against Philadelphia, 56% completion percentage, 171 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. So this is our bar for Sam Darnold, folks. I don't even really need to see anything with completion percentage. We know he's usually accurate here. Um, unfortunately, not having Christian McCaffrey last week. Didn't have him against the Cowboys either and still threw 66%. So we can still expect some solid completion percentage right here. And that was really, well, this year at least, this was never the big question mark for Sam Darnold. Accuracy against, the, you know, with the Jets it was because, you know, those completion percentage numbers, I mean, I can bring them up right here. These are absolute abysmal. 57 for the year, year one. 61 for the year, year two. And then 59 in year three. Those are all absolute garbage completion percentage numbers, folks. This season, throwing. 65%. That's what we want to see. Uh, so he's been solid with the completion percentage here. Doesn't have his dink and dunker with Christian McCaffrey. Also isn't going to have Curtis Samuel, so another weapon. But I don't even really care about the completion percentage numbers for Sam Darnold quite yet. That's not why we're selling and not buying this Panthers team and Sam Darnold especially. Um, I've got to see... I got to see three passing touchdowns. Those two touchdowns against the Cowboys were rushing touchdowns. Or no, those two, pa they were passing, but they came in garbage time. He had two rushing in uh, good time, good time first half when it was competitive. So I've got to see three passing touchdowns. Please, it's Sam Donald utilizing his legs. It's not like it's going to be consistent. It's catching everybody off guard because they don't know Sam Donald runs. Sam Donald even didn't know himself he could run like he could. So he's taking advantage of that in the red zone. That's going to get cleaned up and shut out as the season progresses. So I need to see three passing touchdowns by Sam Donald, especially against his Vikings team. They're nothing special. This is not like a Chiefs, and not even a Chiefs. I can't even use that example anymore because they're abysmal. They're not a Bills. They're not a Cowboys. They're not a Cardinals. They're not a 
Rams, a Chargers. This is a winnable game at home for Sam Darnold in this Panthers team coming off of two losses. This must be a breakout game for Sammy D. So we need to see three passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. I don't even want to see one. We had a stipulation last week in Baker Mayfield. If we saw one interception that we wanted to see three passing touchdowns, I don't want to see any interceptions here by Sam Darnold. Stop it with the turnovers. You have five over the last two games. You know how crazy that is? You're losing games. Patrick Mahomes is finding that out the hard way. Oh, if I turn over the ball, I lose games because he's never really turned it over like that before. So that's the bar for Sam Darnold this week, folks. Three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's all I care about. I don't care if he throws 30% completion percentage. I don't. I don't care. That doesn't really have a factor um, for our buying into this Panthers team as a whole. So Sam Darnold, three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Anything less than that, we're still not buying Sam Darnold. We'll still clown him on our Monday breakdown shows and all that. So, Sam Donald, the ball's in your court. Three touchdowns, no picks. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. How hard is that? So, we'll see if he does that. I don't think he does that, but that's the bar that we need to see for us to buy into him. So, Panthers go win the game. According to NFL.com, I stay away from this one. Absolutely. No great value either side. Panthers went 26-23. Cover probability of that, 54% for the Panthers. All right, let's keep going here. Next game up. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Bengals at Lions, and hey, we took the Bengals. Another uh, special pick here. The Bengals have coming out, uh, been coming out here with special picks here, special bonus picks by us these last two weeks, and we're taking the Bengals minus three and a half. And uh, NFL.com predicts this win, a twenty-eight to twenty-one win over the Lions for the Bengals. Fantastic, sixty percent win probability, and the spread of minus three and a half has a cover probability of fifty-eight percent. I think that's the highest that we've seen of cover probability. So once again, the machines are agreeing. That this Bengals team is the real deal that we've said it last week and the machines agreed. So, see, the machi we can coexist, machines. Come on. Come on. There, there, there doesn't – y'all don't have to take us over. Y'all don't have to rule the world, okay? We can live and coexist in peace. We're agreeing right here. Look at us, folks. Um, so, cover probabilities of, if, of at 58%, folks. We absolutely love it. No bars here for either of these teams. I guess we could set a bar for Jared Goff, but let's just get a win here first. Get a win, and then we'll start setting bars for Jared Goff. But let's get this win first, uh, Detroit. I don't think it comes this week. We're still taking the Bengals minus three and a half. Alrighty, next game up here, Broncos at Raiders. Alrighty, the whole Raiders fiasco and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, a little bit of a, eh, not even a dink and dunk game, just unfortunately couldn't get out to a hot start. So, um, we got to see uh, Teddy Bridgewater be good this week. We're not going to set a bar. We just have to see solid wins, solid passes here, solid completion percentage, solid numbers. Uh, no bar, though. We're not at that point with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and this Broncos team. We're just staying away from it because the spread, kind of that three and a half year. Raiders, do they respond with the John Gruden firing? It's a little wonky. So that's why we're staying away from this game. But uh, NFL.com predicts this one. Uh, Broncos winning 26-21 over the Raiders, uh, winning by five. The spread is three, so cover probability is at 53. 3% for this Broncos team. This is going to be an interesting game. I don't know how it plays out. That's why we're going to stay away from it. That's why that basically what we just said. Uh, but we'll see what Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr is looking like here. Derek Carr doesn't have his buddy and John Gruden anymore. And we'll see if they all respond well to that or if they flounder. It could go either way. 
Alrighty, here we go. Machine's not agreeing with this, uh, with us on this one here. We love the Steelers minus five, and uh, NFL.com predicts this one only winning by four. Steelers winning by four, 24-20. 55% win probability here, and uh, the spread was at minus four and a half here for the Steelers, uh, so cover probability is at 51% for the Seahawks, but with Geno Smith, we're not buying into him too much. We think he's going to be serviceable, but now that the Steelers know what he can do, have that tape on him here because there was no tape on Geno Smith for the last four years last week and nobody expected him to play. So now a primetime game. Steelers defense is still a solid defense out here. The offense is putting up the yards, just not the points. We think the points come this week. So we're still liking our pick here of Steelers minus five. Let's see what the official spread is here now. And it's still at Steelers minus five. So, um, yeah, machines a little off with us. They say uh, they win by four. We think they can win by more than five. So, machines not 100% with us, but thinking right alongside the machines. So, once again, solid uh, solid there between us and the machines, the humans, the flesh and the blood, and the wires. Um, but, um, yeah, Steelers 24-20. I don't know if this Seahawks put up that many points. And I think the Steelers can go for about 30. I think this is going to be a nice breakout offensive game for the Steelers, folks. Um, we talked about it yesterday when we made our official pick. We like the Steelers minus five. We think Geno Smith gets kind of locked up a little bit. And we've seen the Seahawks offense struggle with Chris Carson and Russell Wilson in the game, and now they don't got either of them. So they're just magically supposed to be, get on the right track. It was Russell Wilson that was holding this team back. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. So we're still liking the Steelers. NFL.com machines, not so much. Alrighty, next game up here. Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Here we go. Texans at Colts. And alrighty, here we go. Here we go, folks. We like the Texans plus 10 points here. And the machines say they lose by 11. Oh, just under that mark of what we needed. But NFL.com predicts a 28-17 win for the Colts here. A 70% win probability outright. And I think that's the highest that we've seen so far. Uh, so NFL.com saying, hey, this is a surefire guarantee straight up 70% win probability. And they have a 50 51% cover probability for the Colts. So they're saying the cover could really go either way right here. We like the Texans. We broke down Davis Mills earlier today in the show, and we're liking what we're seeing. The spread is still Texans plus 10, and we will still be rocking with the Texans plus 10 out here. T.Y. Hilton's first game back for the Colts, which seems good, and it should be good, but is Carson Wentz going to be able to kind of, you know, deliver him the ball, and is Carson Wentz going to get kind of, you know, uh, kind of tunnel vision and just going to T.Y. Hilton over and 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 over again? Is that happen? Potentially. Division rivalry right here. Division matchup. Always taking the points with there uh, against division opponents is usually the better way to go. We get 10 here. Texans coming off their best performance offensively last week, and that was against a Patriots defense. This Colts team, I mean, Carson Wentz has shown struggle over struggle, never really kind of being the main man and getting it done when he needs to, losing close games. So I don't know if the, uh, if the game's going to be this close. I... I don't know if the Texans win. I'm not saying the Texans win. I kind of agree with the 70% win probability for the Colts, but the cover probability, I'm taking those 10 points here. So machines, once again, they're screwing us a little bit with these one half a point hooks and, uh, you know, not agreeing with us. So, all righty, machines are trying to get the better of us. All righty, trying to take over the show. All right, I think this is going to be the last game up here.
the London game, Dolphins at uh, Dolphins and Jaguars in London. They predict the score 23-21 win by the Dolphins here. 53% win probability um, and a 51% cover probability for the Jaguars. We like the Dolphins minus three. Tua's first game back, and we are going to set a bar for Tua. Not for us, but for the media because everybody in the media is clowning Tua. I told you all yesterday, it's hit the home front for me. We do support the Dolphins over here. Not biasly. We don't bias anything over here folks uh, truly unbiased here uh we do root for the dolphins here but uh yeah it's hitting the home front i've got family members that are saying to us trash and it's just like what what are we saying out here i think y'all are wrong and the national media has no problem clowning to and all that so we're setting a bar not for us because we know two is good we're setting a bar so we can point back to this number and be like y'all are gonna call this trash like what are y'all talking about like what are y'all talking about first game back from the injury no Devonte parker and uh we're in london so Let's get uh, Tua stats up here because we got to set a pretty good bar for this man like we know we he can achieve. So let's get his stats up here, what he's been doing this season. Obviously not many pl games played because he was on IR and all that. Uh, his one game this season, he had 59% completion percentage, 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not the greatest there, but that was still a win. You got to give the man credit. But, uh, I mean, this is the bar that we really want to see and we can expect to see out of Tua. Um... So here it is. Here's the bar for y'all, for y'all. Uh, to a 64% completion percentage. That's good. That's good. Uh, 250 yards. Two touchdowns. Zero picks. That's how confident I am in Tua, that he can do that with this offense. First game back in London, not having his full complement of weapons. This is what Tua can do, folks. And this is a good stat line. Don't don't come at me like this is like a subpar stat line or something like that. Y'all were gushing over Sam Darnold and he was doing this. So what are y'all talking about? Um, so Tua, 64% count percentage, 250 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's the bar for y'all. So when he does that, I'm like, hey, y'all are going to say this is trash and clown this. So this bar's for y'all. Y'all get ready for the London game because it's going to happen. Um, I don't think I think NFL.com is giving this Jaguars team a little bit too much credit here in London. We know uh, you know Urban Meyer doesn't have the respect of the locker room here, and now they're in another country. Yeah, I doubt he has this team ready to go and you know buttoned up here. We just saw it last week Matt Ryan, the veteran, the only veteran really between the quarterbacks and the head coaches between the last London game last week between the Jets and the Falcons. What won that kind of uh, leadership in uh, kind of uh, maturity? Um, and what do we got this season? We've got Urban Meyer trash rookie head coach. We got Trevor Lawrence rookie quarterback. We got Brian Flores been in this league being a head coach for the Dolphins over the last three years. We got to a year under his belt. So there's some maturity over there where there's some newbies on the other side. So I don't like this uh, Jaguars team over on in London into his first game back. We still take the Dolphins minus three. And once again, the machines, the machines are trying to make us look like clowns. So machines are really not agreeing with us on a lot of these things over here. So once again, we'll see what happens on Monday, who is right, us or the machines? We'll see. But we're not going to get clowned by no machines, folks, over here. Alrighty, that is going to do it for us today, folks. We've set some bars. We've seen what the machines are saying. And we looked at Davis Mills, a really good show today. Uh, so we're back. We're not going to be back tomorrow because of the London. So we, we'll be back to, uh, next week during our Sunday show, but we're going to kind of, you know, chill on Sundays. We'll probably be uh, heavily involved on Twitter. Twitter. So if you want to get in touch with us, you know, you know, 
message us on Twitter. Tweet us on Twitter. We've got no problems going back and forth with y'all. Um, so we'll be on Twitter tomorrow, folks. Unfortunately, no live show because of the early morning game. We're just going to be watching football like y'all are all day long. Um, y'all don't have an hour, and a, an hour to take away from the London game to watch our pregame show. We basically did our pregame show today. Uh, so we'll be back Monday live, noon Eastern, breaking down all what happened tomorrow. And then I believe this is the last London game. So we'll be hitting our pregame shows uh, next Sunday at noon Eastern, getting us ready. But, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you back on Monday. Enjoy the last Sunday day of football. Literally all day football. 9-31-4-H. Sheesh. It's going to be fantastic. All right. Enjoy, folks. We are. We'll